when TPT Forward 2024 was announced and they said that there would not be a virtual version of the conference for this year. I know there were many teacher sellers that were bummed out because they may not be able to make it to San Diego for one reason or another. But I think this is a blessing in disguise because there is a completely virtual conference that did so fantastic last year. It was easily one of my favorite conferences, and that is the Teachers Sellers Summit. The great thing about this is that it also takes place in the summer. This is from June 27th through the 30th, and if of course, it's all online. You have not only pre-recorded sessions, but you also get live events. So what I wanted to share with you about right now is information about this Teacher Seller Summit and how you can level up your business from the comfort of your own home. There are sessions about perfecting your product listings, creating print-on-demand workbooks, opening up your own shop, and diversifying your income streams. But not only that, you can also connect with successful teacherpreneurs and industry experts to take your TPT or teacher business to the next level. Here's what's in store. You have in-depth sessions about mastering key business skills both on and off TPT with insights from experienced speakers, a variety of networking opportunities where you can connect with business owners worldwide, swap ideas and learn from each other's successes, practical tips and strategies with actionable techniques to succeed whether you're just starting out or you're aiming higher. And additionally, there are live Q&A panels, a private podcast for on-the-go learning, and so much more. I'm presenting at this conference, and my session is about three keys to a successful TPT store brand. So you may be wondering, what does this cost? What's the investment on this? And there are early bird tickets available through April 30th for $99. And you can save nearly 25% by just purchasing in the month of April. But if you're listening to this and it is past April, but not yet June, so May and June, you're listening to this, you can still purchase tickets to this conference for $129. You will get a 90-day pass to all 40 sessions, live Q&A panel discussions, virtual hangouts, co-working spaces, private podcast. If this sounds like something you're really interested in, you can check out my affiliate link in the description where you're listening to this episode. I hope I can see you there. Now let's dive into this week's episode. You're listening to the Creative Teacher Podcast a show for busy teachers looking for ways to engage, inspire, and make an impact in their teacher businesses. I'm Kirsten, a teacher business owner who is all about simple and actionable tips, strategies, and resources that result in wins, big or small. If you're looking for that extra spark of creativity, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in together. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Teacher Podcast. This episode is all about teacher website must-haves. Now, I'm not the best at designing websites. I don't do any of that type of service, but I have had my own business website 
for over two years now, and I've just now branched into having more than one website, one for my TPT teacher business and one for my design business and branding business. So it's been definitely a lot of learning experiences along the way, and of course, I'll tell you about them so you can learn from my mistakes and just utilize those best practices that I've discovered over the past couple of years. Today, I'm going to share with you eight website must-haves that if you have one or you're considering launching your own website, some things that you must include in order for your audience or people who happen to stumble upon your website to be able to have a user-friendly experience. The first must-have is your about page. This is something that's important. You want to include information about yourself, your credentials, and any other relevant experience. Think about on your TPT store profile where you have those tabs, the profile section where you add the little blurb about yourself. That's pretty much the same thing, except you can add a little bit more detail. I've seen about pages that are really simple in a couple of paragraphs, which mine used to be like. And then I've seen some that almost follow a storyline. You learn a lot about their background, why they got into education, what they taught, and just different experiences that led them to create the resources or services or products that they do today. I think that's really great to have on an about page. And I think it's a really great way for your audience members to connect with you or your potential customers to connect with you and ultimately purchase for you. I know it's kind of scary putting yourself out there about, you know, like I, I don't want them to find where I live. I know all about that. I know how it feels to not want to put so much information out there. So definitely do as much as you feel comfortable. You don't have to share all the names of your kids and your husband's name or anything like that. But the about page can be utilized to explain the purpose of your website, what you offer, and also just make sure that about page is well-designed and easy to navigate. Don't just put a huge paragraph about your life story. Break it up into sections. Give them a story to follow along with a few pictures if you feel comfortable with. The second website must-have is a clear menu, a clear navigation menu. Make sure your menu items are clearly labeled and intuitively organized so that visitors can easily find what they're looking for. Most people are reading from left to right if they're on a desktop when they're looking at the navigation menus, or if you're on your phone, it would be probably a drop-down menu, so it would be from top to bottom. So think about what you want to be highlighted first, which page you want to put first and then second and so on and so forth. Consider adding drop-down menus for longer lists of links or topics to make it easier for users to find what they need quickly and without confusion. So let's say that you have multiple services. You're a service-based business. Instead of having all five services or however many services you have in that one main menu, you can just put services on your main navigation link with a little drop down arrow and just have those sub menu items 
where you have service one, service two, service three. So people can click on services and then they'll be able to scan on the drop down. Same with if maybe you offer a lot of PD or learning opportunities, it might help to put like the word learn or PD or courses, and then you can select the drop down there. I also find it helpful to use simple wording, um, like maybe one or two words. So I've seen menus where it's um, home, blog, learn, services, about, contact. So just keeping it simple with one or two words per menu item. My website, The Southern Teach Designs, has a list of menu items where it just says about, podcast, courses, services, contact. Yes, I also have a blog. Yes, I also have like multiple services that you can select from, but I don't want to add all of that in my navigation menu at the top in the header because it's a lot for things to take in. I kind of am adding the thing that I want to highlight. So I could also add a portfolio in the menu. I could add, you know, the different blog posts that I have, but I really wanted to highlight and focus on those specific menu items. So I left some out. You don't have to have every single page on your website in your menu. The third thing that you should have is a privacy policy. This is very important. Make sure your website has a dedicated privacy policy page that outlines how data is collected, used, stored, and shared on your website. Also, explain in detail how cookies are used on your site. So yes, we got to stay legal on our websites and the privacy policy is usually linked at the footer of the website. So once it's on the footer, it'll pretty much be on every web page that you have other than, you know, your typical landing pages. This can easily be done with a template, but not just any template. Make sure you get one from a reputable seller or um, somebody who has, you know, law experience. I really like Bobby Klink's free privacy policy generator, and I will link that in the show notes. It's really easy to follow. You just have to change out what is highlighted in yellow and then enter in your own information. So that is easy. You just have to just put in your email and name and you'll get a free privacy policy to add to your website. The fourth must have is a mobile friendly interface. Think mobile first as you're designing and editing your website and then think desktop. So design with your mobile users in mind. More people are browsing websites on mobile devices. So you want to make sure that the content you use is optimized to be viewed correctly on all types of screens. Think about creating an adaptive design system so that elements like menus and images and buttons can scale up or down automatically when you're viewing them on larger or smaller screens so that there's no lost functionality or aesthetics because of the different size. So as you're creating your website, let's say you're in WordPress or Kajabi, you need to make sure that you're looking at the preview or you're, be, you're able to check in the mobile and tablet and 
desktop form. You may think it looks really, really great. Like desk, you click preview and you're looking at the desktop version and it looks fine. But then you get to the mobile version and it just looks really bad. So there might be, you know, words that are off or it's way too large or it's way too small. The columns are too narrow. The button is way off in one direction. You have no idea how it got there. I've always, whenever I'm editing my web pages, I always make sure to use the functionality in my website platform. So the cool thing about it is most website editors will have like, you know, if you were to change a button size, Usually there's three different versions. There's the mobile version of the size that you have, there's the tablet version, and then there's the desktop version. So even if you might change it up in the mobile version, it will still stay the same in the other two versions unless you also change it that way too. So, and usually you can tell that in WordPress and Elementor, whenever you click on the element that you're looking to change and it'll kind of tell you, there's a little icon where you'll see either a mobile phone or a tablet or a desktop and you can see that, okay, there's three different types and I can change it up based on that. So definitely make sure whatever web editor or web page editor you use, it has those capabilities for you to be able to edit and change things in different modes depending on what device is being used. All right, the fifth must have is having a header or snippet at the top. Use a header or snippet at the top of each page or section of your website to make sure to give concise summaries about what content or services will be found there so that users can know what to expect when they visit the page. This can help improve user experience so they don't have to guess or navigate around trying to find what they're looking for before eventually giving up or becoming frustrated with a lack of clarity. So this can easily be done with having your header tags, either header one or header two, depending on where your headers are in the page. But definitely make sure for each actual web page that you have, especially if they're linked to your navigation at the top, that you have some type of heading so that it's also showing up whenever you have the search results. It's clearly labeled for each page. All right. Number six is having some type of freebie. That's also a website must have. Make sure you have some type of freebie or lead magnet relating to some type of paid offer on your home page. Don't feel like you need to have multiple offers on your web page all over. At least start with one and add that as a section on your home page and wherever you feel applicable. Maybe you can add it in your about page at the very bottom as a way, you know, after they learn more about you, you can kind of have that call to action. Click here for a free math manipulative guide or something like that. So add the same, it's okay to add the same lead magnet throughout your website if that's something you want to do to capture leads and get people on your email list. The seventh thing is having a terms of use page. When you have a terms of use page linked at the footer of your website, this helps protect yourself and your business. A lot of the terms of use 
will contain some type of disclaimer that will lessen your liability from errors in the website's content. So maybe you make a mistake on a blog post about some incorrect information or something that turns out to be incorrect. This can reduce the strength of a case should anybody, you know, have some type of offense to it and they decide to sue you for um, injury or property damage or something that impacted them for that error. It also helps protect your content. So pretty much clarifying that all the content on your website is your intellectual property and you have that copyright and you have some language on permitted use on how the visitors or people on your website can use and consume that content. You can always research or find um, different template generators for terms of use if you want to do that. Or if you want something that's pretty rock solid, there is the contract shop. I am an affiliate and I've used her contracts before and I love them. And it's pretty much rock solid as far as like having everything you need so that you feel safe that if somebody should come for you about the content on your website, you have a pretty solid terms and conditions agreement and template. I will put the link for that as well in the show notes. It's a terms and conditions and privacy bundle for your website. So if you want some type of template for that, you can get started by checking that out. And number eight for teacher website must-haves are cookies. Not actual cookies, unfortunately, but it's some type of template or um, tag that you put at the header of your website that allows a pop-up to come up and it would have visitors accept a cookies policy before they would access your content or services on the site, as well as any third-party services such as Google Analytics being used. For my WordPress site, I use a free plugin called Compliant. If you just type in cookies as a keyword in the plugin search area, you'll see it's at the top. It's like a blue background with a little check mark. There's also other free ones that you can utilize. There's Cookie Yes, there's GDPR Cookie Compliance. So just look at each of the ones that are there and just see which one you prefer. For my Kajabi site, I use Cookie Pro by OneTrust. So I recently moved over to WordPress and I designed by myself the Southern Teach Designs website. Let me tell you, it was a process. It took a lot of work, but I actually kind of enjoyed it. I mean, a lot of it was copying and pasting, but I also changed a lot of the styling and the wording just based off of how my brand is going and into the direction I wanted to. But it was pretty cool to be able to branch off my designs portion of my business from my teacher seller teacher products. So I really enjoyed the process, but um, it is a lot of work. I will tell you that. I also DIY'd my website in both Kajabi and also in Wix when I got started at the very beginning, I did Wix. 
So I've been doing the DIY of my website since 2020. You really don't need a designer if you don't want to, but there could be a time and place for one if you don't feel tech savvy enough to do it yourself. If you are just like have no idea how to move things around and you're just like sitting there for hours trying to figure it out and you don't really want to figure out how to do it. You can always hire a designer for that. Maybe you're frustrated with trying to DIY it and it you're just every time there's more and more roadblocks that you're coming across. And maybe you could hire one if you've hit a creative plateau and you need somebody to help you revamp it in a way that you cannot. I'm in the works with a web designer to redo my website, The Southern Teach, just because I've been working on that for a few years now and I've pretty much hit a creative plateau. It looks good, but it's just there's something that like I feel like is missing and I just need somebody to help me take it up a notch. So I'm super excited to have Ashley Hughes revamp my website and take it up and move it over to WordPress. I chose to do the Southern Teach Designs myself just because it's the first time with this site and my branding for it's pretty simple. So I knew I had the capacity to do it, but with like the different pages I want for my other website, I just, there's, there's something more I want to add to it and kind of go help me go in the direction that I'm looking for in this next year. So yeah, you can always do it yourself or you can definitely hire somebody and I'll link a few other people that I think would be really great at doing websites. They've done a lot of websites for TPT sellers and I think they're really great to work with. So I will make sure to link those people in there. As far as what type of website platform to use, based off of like, you know, I've only been on three places, Wix, I've been on Kajabi, and I've been on WordPress. And I will say, as we end this episode, one of the things I wish I did earlier in my business was just start a WordPress.org website. I wish I had started with it. I was kind of scared with how techy it looked and like, you know, not as user friendly, but it really isn't that bad with the right plugins and the right, you know, there's a lot of support, the right hosting provider that you have. Maybe I'll do an episode on WordPress and my experience with it in the next year, how I feel about it. But so far, I think it's really great. It can do so much more than I could have ever done with Kajabi and with Wix. But you know you, you know your business, do what will work best for you. But I definitely recommend if you haven't started one yet or are considering another platform to do wordpress.org. All right. Well, that is the episode for today. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you got some tips on what you should include on your teacher website. Having a teacher website is important in itself just so you can establish yourself on the web and you have more of a presence where people can find you. If they like one of your resources or even somebody who technically didn't buy your resource and got it from another teacher friend, they see that logo and they're like, oh, do they have more stuff? They do a Google search and your website pops up. Just imagine what could what good could come from it. And maybe if somebody didn't buy it from you before, they'll buy it from you just because of that. So it's always helpful. Teacher websites are a must. And I, I hope these tips have helped you in general. All right. Well, that's it for today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. I'll see you guys soon. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Creative Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can also find me on Instagram at the Southern Teach. I cannot wait for you to join me in the next episode for more tips and inspiration. Have an amazing day. Are you looking for a way to grow your business without working too much harder than you already are? Do you want to optimize your limited time and see a real impact on your business efforts? Well, I've got great news for you because your data playbook can help you achieve all of these goals and then some. As a teacher, you know that the education market is super competitive, and in order to succeed, you would have to stand out from the crowd and deliver results that really matter to your customers. But without the right tools, it can be kind of hard to know if what you're doing is truly paying off. And that's where your data playbook comes in. The membership is designed to help teacher sellers like you leverage the power of data-driven strategies. You can unlock valuable insights about your customers, your products, and your sales performance. This membership is packed with access to analytics tools and resources, personalized coaching sessions, and a community of like-minded teacher sellers who are also eager to share their insights and experiences. I totally believe that your data playbook can help you take your teacher seller business to the next level, but don't take my word for it. Check out the website to see what other teacher sellers are saying. I'd appreciate it so much if this is something you're considering to check out my affiliate link in the description. There are different membership tiers. So if this is something you're considering, you should definitely check it out. It's your data playbook and I hope you can join.